0: Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Eric Raffin, CIO at San Mateo County Health System. In this segment, Raffin talks about why IT governance is a constantly evolving process, how he adjusted to the CIO role by doing a lot of listening and learning, and the many lessons he learned during his 17 years with the Department of Veterans Affairs. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada. The healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvada.com. And as you uh, alluded to before, you were the first
1: CIO uh, with San Mateo County, and um, I I imagine that 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 was an interesting experience, and how did you approach that going in? Did you have some hesitancies about it, or what was your approach there?
2: Well, I, I think as it sounds probably textbook, but I had to do a lot of uh, listening and a lot of uh, visiting or in, in the lean speak, you know, go to Gemba or go and yeah. see, right, go and see where the value is being generated. And so that's what I did and and spent time not just with the leaders of our divisions, but also with the people who are getting the work done. And that's where the value is generated. And that was, you know, eye-opening because most of the, my prior health experience was, in the direct healthcare delivery environment. So, you know, how hospitals work and clinics and all that, that was all pretty familiar to me, although I continue to learn and have learned things here. But, you know, for instance, dealing with how environmental health regulates businesses, I was um, completely clueless. Um, Didn't really understand many of the programs that go on in our aging and adult services or family health services functions, and now Mm -hmm. I have a, a much better understanding of, of not just, obviously, the, the systems that uh, they're using to support their day-to-day operations, but what and why they do the things they do. And so that was really important, and that took uh, several months uh, to get a basic you know, operating understanding. And that's, that's when I started to realize that there might be opportunities where we needed to bring people together to participate in sort of the prioritization of IT work. Uh, but also to potentially share in some of the projects that we're doing uh, where one group wants to do something and it's clear that the other group might benefit from it as well, well, they need to be involved. And and there wasn't a a format for that before and and now there is.
1: Okay. And and how do you kind of continue to to nurture that? Are there specific like committees or how do you keep those uh, groups that weren't necessarily used to working together working together?
2: Yeah, so uh, I think the, the, the biggest manifestation of that is in our health IT governance process where mm-hmm. we do our requirements gathering for people who really have a clear understanding of where they want to go and what they need to accomplish. Um, we do that ahead of each county budget cycle. The county operates on a two-year cycle, so we really do two years of requirements gathering at the same time. And we, and we ask folks to basically, in a simple online form, You know, it started as paper four years ago, and now it's in SharePoint, so we we learn and evolve as well in IT. Uh, We ask, you know, what do you want to do? Why is it important to the organization? We have, you know, several domains of value that we ask people to address. And then we we ingest those requirements, and I give them right back to all of my colleagues, to the directors. We, We have the directors take a slice of their time every two years. It probably takes about three or four hours to prioritize the work based on how they perceive the value of this work in the organization. And what's been fascinating is that um, it doesn't matter the line of work that my director colleagues are in. There is really pretty universal, a good understanding, which is great because it means people are really dialed in to what's important to our clients and and the businesses in this county. And, And they prioritize how we take on the work. You know, IT, we're here, we, we're here to enable things, we're here to help, we're here to support, uh, but we don't get involved directly with the prioritization of the work. Mm-hmm. We have a program management office that has X number of resources that are available to staff this work, and we direct them based on the prioritization that the leaders in this organization uh, set forward. And that doesn't mean that we don't make changes. And we do, no. and it doesn't mean we don't get out-of-cycle requirements uh, because we do, but that sets the stage. Um, and so we finished that work for the two-year cycle we just started uh, back in December uh, and then uh, have you know, spent the next couple of months ensuring that we would be able to program um, our resources to match the customer's needs Um, all of our divisional customers. And then we expect over the course of the next two years that up to half of the requirements we have will probably change. But because we have a governance framework, we have an environment to be able to manage those changes without there being chaos or taking on more work that can actually be done, Yeah, which is super important.
1: Yeah, definitely. And... Just from some of the things you've said, it's pretty evident that you learned quite a bit while working with the VA and have been able to apply some of those lessons. But how do you think that you benefited most from having that experience? You were with the VA for quite a while, right?
2: I was with the VA for just shy of 17 years, yes. Oh, okay. So what I, what I could take away is that I, I had the – the privilege of working at the local level, the regional level, semi-national, or like a super large regional level, and then ultimately, my last uh, couple of jobs were really supporting IT from a national level. Every step along the way, my brain was able to like, learn how veterans are connecting with the VA, and it wasn't just about IT, it was these different programs, and so, I think I benefited most because the VA has tons and tons of programs that nobody knows about. But if you support IT, you have to know about them because they all depend on different systems. And so, with that, it was a great way for me to learn about how veterans receive services. I mean, and that even translates into everyday. You know, I yeah. uh, people would call me and say, "Well, you work at the VA. How do I see if I'm eligible for this, or is there a program for that?" And and I just. You know, those were some of the high points for me where I was able to say, you know what? I think I know which office you might need to talk to or -hmm. what form you might need to fill out. Let me help you with that. Those were the most powerful experiences for me working in the VA when I was able to actually work and help somebody directly, uh, help a veteran directly, or uh, help somebody who was searching uh, for help um, for uh, a loved one. And so yeah. that was by far the the best part of being in the VA. And it came because working in IT, you, you are not um, locked into, say, a daily workflow that keeps you really focused, which is super important if you are uh, providing therapy and services directly to an individual. But right. for in the IT space, we have to juggle uh, a lot of balls in the air, and uh, we just learn how to juggle more and more. Anywhere in government, it's easy to be a target of the press, but the only things I ever saw at the VA were really, you know, outstanding services and care being provided, and I was just really glad to be a part of it for as long as I was at all of the different levels of the organization that I was able to to work within.
1: Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it was um, it's an experience that you've def- definitely taken with you but what would you say it was that made you most interested in uh, coming to San Mateo and being in that type of environment?
2: You know what they say, sometimes <laughs> the, it gets lonely at the top. So as you as you climb that corporate ladder, some of the relationships you have change and you deal with um, a lot more politics uh, instead of people. Even though people and politics are directly associated, I, I was beginning to feel like uh, my job was was becoming more political than service oriented, mm-hmm. and I and I felt like you know maybe it was time for me to to make a change. I actually had not really planned on leaving, um, but decided when this opportunity came up. I'm I'm from I grew up in San Mateo County, and so for me this was home. It was a it was a sweeter deal because I was able to find a way to come back to my home, which was great.
1: Right. Yeah, it's always nice when uh, when there's a way to make that happen. Indeed. Okay. Um, well, I know we've, um, we've touched on a lot. You guys are doing some really great work there. And just in talking about everything that, that's had to come together to, to build that, that governance framework, we're definitely going to have uh, more to talk about down the road.
2: We're in the middle of a huge EHR assessment right now. Okay. Uh, that we just, we are committing a year to two to understand not just what our priorities and requirements are, but also to understand where we're not ready. Yeah. And as it turns out, we're not ready. And a lot of that has nothing to do with, like, IT. Some of it does. Uh, it has to do with clinical governance and all sorts of other sort of higher-level functions. And so we decided, well, we're going to take this opportunity to start changing the way that you get information and the quantity and quality of that information, and then we're going to, in parallel, start figuring out what it's going to take for us to make this big leap um, so that we can work on the fundraising, and we can work on the, the overarching clinical governance as two examples. We look at, you know, the total cost of ownership of an EHR unified because we're a small health system, right? We're not a mm-hmm. large organization. It's probably over 10 years, somewhere between 150 and 200 million dollars okay, that's an enormous amount of money for this county, but when I look at what we need to do, if I can spend less than 1% of that getting ready for it, then I'm doing my best due diligence to ensure the organization is guaranteed a much higher probability of succeeding.
1: Oh, yeah. It, that is a smart smart thing that you guys are doing. And uh, So I'd love to uh, connect with you again in a little bit to see how things are going along and uh get into uh, even more of the work you, that you guys are doing there. But um, in the meantime, just wanted to thank you so much for your time today and uh, sharing your story.
2: Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, it was a pleasure.
1: All right, great. Well, thanks so much. And, um, yeah, I think that, that our readers and listeners are, are really going to uh, enjoy hearing about everything you're doing. Thank you. All right, well, thank you so much,
0: Eric. Okay.